So if your mind is right and you're like, nothing can harm me, I'm always staying in God's energy, then that is the biggest form of protection that you can stay safe and secure in. Hello, hello, and welcome to House of Low. I'm Low, and I am on a mission to create safe spaces to help every single woman on this earth feel her power, live from her truth, find her magic, and discover a love for herself so deeply that it opens her up to love others, step into her purpose, and live life abundantly. I'm so excited you have found your way here. Thank you for joining me. Here we go. I got to breathe, Julie. I got to breathe. <laughs> I feel it. I feel it, everybody. I really want everyone to settle into wherever you're sitting, whether you're in the car, you're on a walk or a run, you're sitting in your sacred space, hopefully with some crystals and some oils and the angels, because they're with you, whether you see them or not, (laughs) because today's guest that I have the deepest honor to have on the House of Low podcast is going to blow your mind, rock your world, and is going to center you into a deep truth that you are safe, guided, and protected in your life. Please, please give the warmest welcome to Julie Jancius, who is the angel medium. She is an angel medium, and I would say the angel medium, and author of the book, Angels and Awakening. Welcome, Julie. I hope I said your last name right. (laughs) You are good. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I I can't tell you how much I appreciate you and the work that you do. Thank you. Endlessly. You guys have to see her right now. She is glowing. She has the most beautiful background in her office that just says, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. (laughs) Crystals, everything. It's just like, I need to meet you in person. That's a separate conversation. So Thank you. Thank you for joining me today. I would love for you to give people a little bit of your background, anything you feel called to share about what you do in the world and what you're excited about right now in your life. Oh, yes, there's so much. So, you know, we were talking about the year 33 and I had always heard when I was growing up, I was a writer. I was always a writer and I heard you'll know what you're going to write about when you turn 33. And my dad passed away on August 5th, 2016, no, 2015, sorry, same year I was 33. And nobody called to let us know that he had passed. I was from his first marriage. He was on his third marriage when he passed and nobody reached out. So that day I started hearing from him, but I didn't realize at the time it was him. So every morning I was brushing my daughter's hair for preschool. Any mama of a daughter knows how difficult of a task this is. And I kept hearing this voice repeat one phrase over and over and over again. And the phrase was simple. She needs a hairbrush like I used. She needs a hairbrush like I used. And it was the first time that my consciousness split. And I recognized that I was observing my thoughts. I was not my thoughts, my feelings, my emotions. And so a month later, I had heard this voice the entire month on repeat. Actually thought to myself afterwards, well, you know, if this isn't me, I must be going crazy. Can't tell my mom, can't tell my husband, they're going to lock me up. So I didn't tell anybody was in a meeting with a coworker an exact month later when a family member called and said dad's passed. And just a split second later, I had this vision out of my mind's eye of my dad brushing my hair as a little girl in our like childhood bathroom using this type of hairbrush with like a wooden handle and doors like bristles. And I hadn't thought about his hairbrush Mm. in decades, but it was, you know, what do they say? Like synonymous to him. It was totally like his thing, that type of hairbrush. Mm. And I didn't even think about it consciously. The words just came flowing out of my mouth. My dad's been talking to me. 
Now, you have to understand I'm from a very, very religious family where you don't talk about this, you don't bring this up, you don't see mediums, you don't do any of this. And the woman in front of me was placed in front of me on purpose because she wasn't that way at all. And she encouraged me and encouraged me to figure out how I was hearing this. And she ended up getting me this phone number of a woman. And I studied with, I've studied with Teresa Caputo's teacher. I've studied with teachers on every coast. I have worked with the best of the best to develop my gifts. And what happens is they're just there, right? So as as soon as you start practicing and you start learning from a teacher who is good, they know how to show you the ropes. They know how to show you the way. So I ended up after a very intensive training program, opening up my business and within six months was just completely booked out because it's just such a powerful gift to be able to bring through messages. When I am giving a session or or working with someone's energy, I can feel energy, but immediately their spirit team is right there. Angels, guides, and loved ones. And they have messages for everybody. I think what's so exciting about getting into this work even deeper, writing a book, having the podcast, is that What the angels are trying to communicate to everyone right now is that they're with us all every moment of every day. They're guiding every aspect of our life. There isn't an answer that you cannot tap into for yourself if you know how to do this. So yes, it's about angels. Yes, it's about awakening. But the purpose and the intent is moving you to understanding your own intuition because your intuition is the radio station between you and heaven, the other side, where you can hear God, universe, source. You can hear your angels. You can hear your guides. You can talk to your pets on the other side. You can talk to your loved ones on the other side. And that relationship with all of them is there. We're not utilizing it. We're not tapping into that relationship, but it's through intuition that we can. All right, everybody. I told you to stay seated. <laughs> I don't even want to say buckle up because it's, it's a calm conversation. And I truly pray, Julie, that anyone who just listened to what you said is not afraid. In fact, I pray that the fear that is an illusion of our world has lifted a little bit because we have been taught that the answers are all outside of us. We have been taught that we are not protected and guided at all, that our life is just one big what? Accident? You know, and for me, as someone who is stepping into speaking openly about this, one of the things I'm asking a lot of the, the elders and people that come across my field, such as you that are, have been doing this work is how do we all feel safe enough to start talking about this? Because this has been happening since the beginning of time. And yeah. when women specifically, let's just talk about, let's flow with this for a minute. You know, when women specifically throughout history have been persecuted and cast out for speaking and living from their intuition, this is what has created all the pain that women hold And it's what's brought us to moments like Me Too or like the marches. You know, there's a lot of people that are like, what is happening with the rise, quote unquote, of the feminine, which we know is not just about women. This is about the feminine energy of planet Earth. And men are like exhausted and burnt out from the wounded masculine energy that rules our cultures and systems. And so the feminine, in my opinion, is what's happening on planet Earth. The divine is asking us to balance planet Earth out with the feminine and to move into the divine masculine and divine feminine. That's my experience and what I've been shown. But what I will say is that a lot of women specifically throughout history have been more in tuned to their intuition. Men have it too, but of course we're just more in tuned for whatever reason. And I don't pretend to know that reason, but our generation and the generations coming in are being asked to lift the veil to this for real and to start feeling safe enough to openly talk about it. So 
House of Low applauds you for writing a book on angels and awakening to your intuition because it takes a lot of courage to do that and a lot of trust in your own intuition and the divine forces that are protecting you. So I would love for you to talk about how you have felt safe enough to not only your own life, let your intuition guide and lead you, but to start preaching and teaching it and healing other people to do the same in their own life. Okay. So it's interesting because spirit was bringing something through in meditation this morning and I'm like, oh, okay, this is why it's going to be for this question. There's a couple of different things. The first piece of this safety and security is to, you're right, the illusion has been placed on us by the movie industry, by society. Going back, I was raised in the 80s. In the 80s and 90s, if you tuned into this, this was ghosty or witchy, or they made it out to be scary in some way. Same with movies, right? The movie Poltergeist or these other different crazy things. If you give your power away, that is the only way to be in a low vibration. So if you say this is ghosty, mm-hmm. then you're attaching to that. You're believing that and you're making it so. When you think about, do you have a grandmother on the other side, Lo? I have a couple. Okay. On the other side. Who was the Catholic because she keeps holding the rosary? Well... They both were, but I'm sure you're talking about my gram, Pauline. Uh Okay. Her love for you and anybody listening, your loved one on the other side could be a grandmother, a partner, a parent, any loved one that you have, the love for you, what does that feel like? It feels warm. It feels joyous. It feels high vibrational. You cannot make that ghosty in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. And so when you give your power away by thinking that it's low vibrational, that is the only way to really create a low vibration out of it. And that's your attachment. So people are like, well, can I protect myself with crystals or with other things? Absolutely. You can protect yourself with whatever you want, but first get your head right, get your mental space right. And the way that spirit was bringing it through this morning is like, there are people out there who believe that other people can send them negative energy or place curses on them or this and that. I was watching this documentary from BBC on this place in India where like, I think it was in the 1600s or 1500s. Sure. This guy came in, wanted this woman to be his girlfriend. She wouldn't. And so he said he placed a curse on this entire town. Well, half of the population left overnight. Yes. Why? They attached to it. They believed that the curse was possible. If you don't believe that anybody can send you low vibrational frequencies, then that is your first barrier of protection. And that should always be your first barrier of protection. If then you want crystals or other things to hold on to, to strengthen that protection, you can do that. But stay safe and secure by just this. God, universe, source, you are the droplet. Your soul is a droplet in the ocean that is God, universe, source. Your energy is the same vibrational frequency as God, universe, source. Your consciousness, your soul's voice is tied into the voice of all that is. And there is no low vibrational frequency within God, universe, source. So if that is your true energy, that's all that is. And God doesn't ever want that to be lowered for you. So if your mind is right and you're like, nothing can harm me, I'm always staying in God's energy, then that is the biggest form of protection that you can stay safe and secure in. Thank you so much for taking us through that. I have never heard it articulated in such a powerful clear, concise way. And I know what you just dropped is going to shift hearts and minds who listen to it. So thank you. Yeah. You know, I have heard the voice of God since I was young, but in recent years, there have been three profound moments because Mm. 
the audience gift I have is my guides. I believe it's sometimes my higher self, like coming yeah. in, especially when I hear Lauren, like that makes me laugh so hard when they're like, Lauren, do, you know, <laughs> all right, like, that's my higher self, <laughs> you know, and my guides. But when it's God, and I know they're not really separate because everything's connected, but let's just say I have distinguished intuitively when it, I've had profound moments and I'll just, I'll say right now what I heard. So I was having an anxiety attack in mid 2020, not because of what was going down, because I was shifting internally and having one of the first spiritual awakenings I ever had, which we know is very scary. People think it's like, ooh, your consciousness, your ego consciousness is, well, uh, parts of it are dying or you're awakening, right? That's the nature of awakening. Think about it. We've been asleep. And for me, I was awakening for the first time to the truth and the remembrance of my own divinity that I have a spark of the divine in me <laughs> and that I'm an old soul and I've been here many times and I've had many traumatic lives on planet earth and I'm here in this lifetime to bring tremendous healing to this planet as are you, Julie. So here we are together, thank God, because we need each other. But the three things I've heard directly from God, source, spirit, universe are the following. I was on my hands and knees having my first anxiety attack. I didn't even know what that was because I don't have anxiety, you know? And I heard, and I was on my hands and knees in my apartment. And I can't believe I'm saying this. I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. What am I here for? What is all this about? You know, in tremendous pain. And I heard clear as crystal, Julie, you were made to bring down the light. The second thing I heard was, in relation to the most important relationship in my life, my divine life partner. This was last year in May of 2021. And I heard profound things about what we are and what I'm here to do with him. The third thing I heard was in August after Lionsgate, during the Lionsgate portal, which was, I promised you, Lauren, take care of him, take care of each other, which is about him and I coming together. So when that happens, you can never go back. Am I right, Julie? Like there's just no going back to, I can't even remember what it was like to operate to your point in like just 100% of the time fear consciousness. And that's where I want to go next, where it's like, how do you help and guide people? And I would love for you to please talk about your book because I can't wait to read it. And I'm really excited that you connected the dots and really dove deep into angels specifically. How do you guide people as they are awakening. Well, I want to talk off of what you just said. Please do. Because as you were talking, the angels were showing me. Do you remember playing like Super Mario Brothers where he has to go over those big green yeah. like cylinders Turtles. and yeah. he's got to like hit the boxes above his head and he's got to jump over this and go under that? That's 99% of us in everyday life. Your self-doubt comes in. You have to move through that. Yep. You have other people who you're afraid, like, what are they going to think of me if I do this? You have all these challenges within life, and it's like the little Mario guy going through this game. When you're using your intuition, it's like spirit has completely cleared a path to you, and there are just boxes for you to open in front of you. So it's like you go along, you go along, you go along, you hit a box, and it's like, oops divine intuitive information. You're supposed to be with this person. You're supposed to be doing this. We need you to know this. And you're like, okay, I hear you. I got it. I'm going to do it. And then your Mar little Mario guy keeps running forward, running forward. And then they have another little box in front of you. You hit the box and they're like, hey, hello, you got to start this podcast. We need you to do it right now. Start it today. And you're like, okay, got it. We'll do it. And then you just keep going. When you really get into intuition, it takes away self-doubt. Yes. You know, I used to be the person who when a challenge would come up in my life, I'd go on like a coffee break from work and I would call my mom. And if my mom didn't answer, I call my grandma. And if my grandma didn't answer, I call my sister. Yeah. And then I call my best friend. And then I call my life coach. And I call like five or six different people to hear what they thought I should do for my life. Yep. That is the first version of Super Mario Brothers that I was talking about. You're going up, you're going down, you're going all around, you're running through the maze. You don't need those opinions. Go straight to the source. Yeah. 
If you listen to the source and you just allow them to bring through what it is that you need to know in that moment, and it takes, what this takes from you is learning how to connect with your intuition. But if you can learn how to do that, it creates a smooth life. Hmm. Where if you don't not have challenges, you have challenges, but you feel an underlying peace. You feel an underlying ease. You feel secure. You feel protected because you know everybody is surrounding you. And there isn't anything that they're going to withhold from you if you need answers here and now. They have those for you. So I created the book because, and I called it Angels and Awakening, because through our angels getting to know them, through awakening, through both of these things, we get to know our intuition. And there is a step, there is a process in order to bring this into your life. And that process is, have you ever interviewed Dr. Julia Mossbridge on your show? No. Oh, she's a fascinating, fascinating person. She is a doctor who did her doctorate work in the study of love and time. Wow. And I interviewed her after I wrote my book, but we say the same thing. What they channeled through in the book and what she found through her doctorate are the exact same thing. And it's this, you cannot connect with your intuition without being able to get into, I call it oneness. It's God, universe, sources, energy. She calls it unconditional love. Some people call it the now, the present moment. We're all talking about the same thing. It's the highest vibration that is. It's God's frequency. Because think about it like this. When you tune your frequency in to God's frequency, what happens is now you're operating on the same wavelength you're able to hear the messages that are channeled through. So the first like one third part of my book is a four week process. I don't know if you've written a book yet, Lo, you're going to, but. uh, Are they showing that? Because the book came through this. Well, I'm going to, there's two books and it came through this year in my 33rd Christ year. So you were accurate when you said it comes through. Yep. Yeah. Yes. So you'll appreciate this. Everybody around me that works for me was like, create two books, you know, create the book sure. and then create a workbook to go with it. But mm-hmm. I'm too ADHD. When there's a workbook, <laughs> yeah. I never end up using right. it. I'm so, type B too. I'm like, I'm not type A. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> the book is actually two books into one. Like okay. I didn't care about the money. I just wanted to put everything in one place. So it's a yes. full, full book and it's a full workbook, yes. but it walks you through getting into this high vibration, how you do it, the step-by-step process. And then the last two thirds of the book is an angel dictionary. So it goes through all of the different angels, who they are and how they're working with you. Because that's the other thing that makes life easier. If you know Archangel Michael is on your team and he's helping you with your thoughts on a day that you're having a negative thinking day, you're going to go to him. You're going to get the information that you need. If you're having trouble with a communication, talking to a partner, you're going to go to Archangel Shamuel and Archangel Gabriel because they're going to help you with speaking. And so this book really lays out who all the angels are, what the responsibilities are in your life, and how to know if they're working with you. It also has a section at the end where you could be recording all along who's with you and the sign that they're showing you. So Archangel Raziel often shows rainbows. And each angel sends a different sign. Each loved one sends a different sign. So if you're using the back to record this as you go through, by the end of the book, you go back into your life and you're like, okay, when I see the two cardinals, that's dad and grandma. When I see the rainbow, that's Archangel Raziel. When I hear this song, I know it's my grandpa. And then that's a relationship, right? Could you imagine having someone call you on the phone and you didn't know who it was? Right. That's a harder relationship to develop. <laughs> yeah, but totally. 
That's why they channeled out the book, because by the end, you know exactly who's working with you, who's calling on the phone every day through their signs. Right. And then you start to develop that communication with that loved one or that angel more. Everybody just take a breath. (laughs) Say a prayer in gratitude for this woman, as I am now. I'm excited. I need to do a session with you and I will pay you whatever, but I'm super excited (laughs) because I feel like, you know, as somebody who is intuitive and I've always felt it since I was a child, I'm sure you're the same. And you're like, then you bury it. School buries it. Other people are scared and bury it. And to be honest, like I've been guided to know that the lineages of women in my family were very intuitive, but even like past ancestors were cast out. So there's like this fear in the lineage that I'm here to like break the cycle of, but that fear is placed because in other lives or in the past, those women and men too, of course, were cast out, right. Or killed in some aspects. So like that fear that a lot of us carry with just even anchoring into our intuition, there's a lot of reasons for it. And we have to give ourselves grace for that fear. In my opinion, because it's like, how do we ever transmute it? Right. For me, I'm at this place right now, Julie, it feels a little superhuman. And I I say that in the most humble way, because as you know, when you go through so many intense awakenings spiritually, when you're in the ascension process, which I am very much in, mm-hmm. you start to, in the best way, and I say this in the best way, detach from the ego and the human body in a way, while also it's both and while also being grounded on planet earth, being grateful for mama Gaia and this body and the food and the people in my life and mother, father, God. But for me, it's like, I've had to look all my fears in the face, right? Fear of being seen, fear of being misunderstood, fear of dying, fear of being targeted, fear of being thought of as egotistical, like I know everything, because when you step into this work, to your point, they're using our vessel to channel things through. And I, I'm always careful about this where I'll say like, and again, we're all one to your point. So even that's me trying to tempt separation. But the thing about it is, is I want to help people for real. And sometimes I find myself speaking to them in a language that they can understand so that they're not just saying, oh, well, Lo has it easy. So of course she can say this. It's like, Nobody knows what anyone's gone through in their life. And that's why I want to speak more openly about my journey. So people know I was not always like this. I have experienced intense pain and darkness in my life, like every single human, right? And it takes a lot of courage to like bring that to the surface. But for me, it's like, I want people to know that this is not like my brain that came up with this, these concepts. These are age old, ancient knowings that we're all awakening to. And I would love for you to, well, I'd love for you to comment on that. And then also I would love for you to give your take on like what you think is happening on planet earth, how you help people try to make, cause we know there's a lot of people that are anchored in more fear than ever, right? Mainly cause they're watching the news all day, but let's just say there's a lot of unknown right now. People can feel the shift that the earth is going through. And for those that don't have these tools or not awakened, they're like, whoa, I want to hunker down in my house and, you know, so talk to me about like what you think is happening, any reaction to what I said, but also what you think is happening and how you actually are helping people see the light and say, actually, like the earth is moving into a very peaceful time technically, but there is a transition to that. And there, there are a lot of things that are falling to to that. There's a lot that's multifaceted Mm -hmm. to to what you just said. And one of the components is I teach my angel Reiki school because spirit came through and said the biggest program that I went through that was long in person was a very intense energy healing program. And with energy healing and Reiki, you're really supposed to be silent throughout the session for your client. I couldn't do that. I got to work with my very first volunteer and there were angels and loved ones on the other side with messages that made this grown man cry the the very first time I was was practicing on another human being. Mm -hmm. And spirit 
walked me through a, a series of seeing different things and going to different conferences and said, there isn't one place where someone can go to, to develop mediumship, to develop the gift of bringing through angel messages, to develop the gift of seeing color, to develop how to do like a past life regression, to do all of it in one space and energy healing. So I created a program that walks you through instead of, you know, doing this conference over here and this one over here, just do it all at once. Develop all of your gifts at once. Know how to fuse them together. So it's not so like fragmented. Yes, exactly. Love that. Because if you go to a lot of conferences with people who are doing this in the 90s, 2000s, they will tell you, stay in your lane. If you're a medium, stay in your lane. mm -hmm. If you're an angel person, stay in your lane. If you're a hypnotherapist, stay in your lane. And Spirit said, that's all man-made. That is all out the window. And they said, Julie, your message is to bring through to people that what I actually see is over a person's shoulder, you can see all of the souls that they're here to help. They're orbs. These are in your life plan before you come to earth. These are all the souls that you're here to help. And you cannot be helping them by staying in your lane. You have to fuse together the different things that are your spiritual gifts. So I have all, I've graduated hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people through my program. And a lot of students get in their own head about one thing. Sure. We want every single session that they do to look exactly the same, but they're never going to look exactly the same. Some people who come to me are starting at a different point and they need to know the vibration of oneness, how to get into it. They need homework from spirit so that they can really raise their vibration, peel back layers because they're going through a big awakening process. There are other people who come to me who have just lost a child and they need to connect with that child and they need messages from that child. There are some people who come to me who are healers, who are really supposed to do massive work in this lifetime, but need to understand that path that's in front of them. That's why we're going to do a session together because that's what you need. And it, they will sit down and lay out, here is what you're going to do. Here are the big things that you need to do. Yes. Every session is different. And so if you're a healer, you have to get out of your own way that every session has to look the same. It doesn't and it shouldn't. Every session should just be whatever your client needs to the maximum benefit that they can get with your time together. Okay, so that's one piece. Let's set that aside. In my book, in the section on the seraphim and seraphina, the seraphim are a completely different realm of angels. And the seraphim came in to earth realm at a different frequency to bring in a different frequency in 2011. Yes. And the angels say that in the course of our lifetime, you're going to see a massive decrease in the number of people who are going to church, Catholics, Christians, different religions, because it's not a safe space for a lot of people anymore. No, No. it's not that God universe source isn't there. We're all preaching the same thing. You have to look at this as what it is. Yes. The priestess was held down, held back, silenced for eons. And where we're at right now is the return of the priestess. You got it. You got it. So you are a priestess. I am a priestess. Mm -hmm. And your podcast is your church. My podcast is my church. And I will tell you, I'm seeing this unfolding. Those priestesses who are out there, because it is a challenge to grow yourself as you have a congregation. Yes. This podcast. Yes. And so there are some priestesses who are going in the way of the ego. And as soon as you turn and go in the way of the ego, just like a house of cards, everything caves in upon itself. That's right. And so the priestesses, and this is what I teach in my angel Reiki school, 
with the priestesses and there are priests out there not in church but like i would say like jay shetty you know oh, i would consider him sure. a priest sure. Trent sheldon you know the priests and priestesses in the spiritual church that we are forming mm-hmm. right here right now when you stay with your maximum intent being the max benefit for every soul who listens to the podcast, every soul who reads your book, every soul who takes your course, you're putting everything of yourself into everything that you do. You're giving a hundred percent. You're continuing to put back into your business. If your intent is aligned and in flow, my God, that is where in the Bible they talk about moving miracles or mountains and creating these miracles. And that is where we're we are. And that's where we're going. My God, if anyone can see me right now, I'm like, (laughs) I'm crying. I'm screaming. I'm shouting. I'm pumped. I'm like, my arms are flailing in just celebration for this woman and everything the divine brings through her. Okay, Julie, thank you. Thank you for that. I just want to sit with that for a second because I am, you're the second person to actually make me speechless on this podcast. It's very hard to make me speechless. Oh, that's such <laughs> an honor. Yeah, I'm really shook by everything you said. You know, I feel like one of the things that a lot of us are awakening to, men, women, everyone across the spectrum, the ones that are hearing the call, right? Allowing themselves to hear the call, creating the space with tools like you've like you've taught to even hear the call, right? Are realizing that we have, I just did a, a Instagram video last night about this, are realizing we have like a very, very big divine life mission, quote unquote, right? And this concept and this word of like mission and people I think are hearing that and thinking, oh, my career. And I'm like, no, it's your life. It's every aspect of your life. Your career is one, your creative gifts, your family, the way you partner, the way you mother or father or parent, the way you treat the human on the street that you walk by, that is your mission. It's the way you embody consciousness to your point, God consciousness. In my case, I'm here to bring down Christ consciousness. And this is when it gets really tricky for me because I am going to be one of the vessels that speaks truth to power about the misunderstandings of Yeshua's teachings and how it has been completely manipulated to further control. This is how I have to get sometimes. I feel like Yeshua takes over my body to further control people, mainly women, when Yeshua loved women and worshiped them and put them on a pedestal, okay? Not that anyone needs to be on a pedestal, but you understand what I'm saying. And for me, what's been synchronistically, Julie, brought into my life, which you and I both know everything, there are no accidents, is all these books that people have channeled on Mary Magdalene's true story. Mm -hmm. And apparently, (laughs) I'm going to be someone that speaks about it. I just finished one of the books that came to me that was channeled from her. I've been crying the whole time reading this book. How do you explain that? I don't need to explain it to anyone. People can like it or not, but here's my experience. And I just want to, they're telling me to ask you about this. I read this book. It's a very small book. And it's, it's literally going to be a book I carry with me everywhere because it holds every answer I'll ever need in this life. It's, this is the book. Thank you to this woman who channeled it, Bridget Erica. It is absolutely Mary Magdalene's words. And it is the truth of what went down <laughs> with her and Yeshua and, and Yeshua, like what he really was here to embody, you know, and his symbol and the Christ within all of us and the consciousness of it, right? And obviously the world was not ready for it and was very scared of all of it. And now here we all are in 2022 and beyond being asked to bring forth what all the masters stood for. They all connect, right? Buddha, Rumi, Yeshua, and there's many, many more that I haven't discovered yet. But it's like, as a woman, as someone who is identified as a woman in a female body built for creation, I am angered at how the feminine has been oppressed. Mm -hmm. I am angered at how she was treated. I am angered at how the fear that the men of that time had of her power and what they felt when it came to how Yeshua regarded her and they, they made sure to bury her story and boy, the truth will always rise. Am I right? Like 
here I am reading these books and they've all come to me. Like there's this other book right here called The Meaning of Mary Magdalene. There's another one Megan Watterson wrote. You know, I'm shook by this, Julie. And how am I going to speak this to people? Because this is going to shake up like the world, in my opinion, if I start talking about this and many other people that are being called to, right? Because Mm -hmm. for me, it's like Mary Magdalene is an example, right, of how, yes, I, I must get that book. I haven't gotten that one. I have a different one. So there's another one. Julie just showed me another book from Mary yeah. Magdalene that I must read. You know, and this is what I mean. Like when people start to discover their life mission and how big it is, that's the temptation to your point to go into the turtle shell. Cause this is bigger than just, oh, House of Low inspires and motivates people. This is like unveiling truths that were buried in ancient Egypt and in, you know, in the libraries at Alexandria. And, and again, I want to just ground everyone back into what I'm trying to say here, which is reading this book, my body was shaking and I was bawling. How do you explain that? You know? And for me, what Mary Magdalene and Yeshua and the spirits of them did in the moments I read this book was (laughs) awakened in me a remembering that this is a big piece of what I'm here to do. So talk to me about that. And like, they're asking me to ask you about it. So there's There's some different things that keep coming to mind. Did you know, like growing up in the 80s and 90s, you would hear news stories sometimes like, oh, they found more Dead Sea Scrolls. It wasn't until a couple of years ago that I really understood what that meant. So (laughs) Jesus passed away. And then I think it was like 75 years later, a whole bunch of Italians got together in Rome and decided to put together the Bible. They chose what was going to be in the Bible. Yes. Yeah. They chose what was not going to be in the Bible. And then everything that was not in alignment with what they hand selected, they went and they torched those other writings. So when people heard that they were coming, they hid the scrolls. They put them in different things to keep them safe. They put them in like the caves and then they hid them with, you know, mud over it so that they weren't burned. And they got rid of the pagan, you know, religions, which is really just a love of nature. Right. Exactly. From just love and nature, and just really, they're very grounded people, grounded to the earth. So they went around and they got read of everything. Here's where I want to go with this what people need to return to is the understanding of what karma really is. (laughs) Let's talk about it, love. So I have done, I believe we counted it recently. It's over 7,500 readings. <gasps> oh and my God, that is incredible. Oh my God, my body just like, whoo, that was in, wow. Yeah. Wow. Let's just have reverence for that for a moment. In all of those readings, never once have I found a loved one on the other side who was in hell. There is yep. no hell. Yeah, here we go. Let's talk about it. There is the karmic life review. Yep. And in the karmic life review, it's not like you're watching your life on the TV screen. Right. You have to step into a simulation. You have to step into the minds and the bodies of those that you hurt. So it's easy for us to name off people like Hitler or the, was it the Sackler family who created the opioid crisis? You know, they're over in there. They're going to be. But Harry Truman, Harry Truman dropped the bomb on Japan. And there are people in the United States we're no different, that have a long time in their karmic life review. And what your karmic life review is, is you absorbing back into the being, your being, the hurt and the pain that you've caused. Yes. And that is the only way to equalize your energy in order for you to go back to heaven realm right? The other side. And when you go through your karmic life review, it is painful. It's painful to reabsorb the hurt that you cause. There's tears. 
there's pain that you feel in your heart. You feel it as if you were still a human being. Yes. And we can, though I talk about this in the book, the angels say, you can work out your karma here. Yeah. And when you work out your karma here on earth, it actually counts as double or triple because other people can see it and emulate it. They can see you making a change and they can make that change in their own life. So it actually, the impact of going through your karmic life review here on earth is so much greater and so much positive because of the shift it creates here. And the ripples of healing for others. I think that people are scared who are on earth right now because... We know that there is a split in the energy coming. Yes. Are we going to go one way? Are we going to go another? Mm. And oftentimes the egoic mind makes things out to be worse than they are, right? Like we all thought at the beginning of COVID, oh, Jesus, you know, what is this going to be? Yeah. You know, like, I don't know. We're so scared of the unknown. And I think a lot of people within their human consciousness, if you've ever seen the show, (laughs) The Handmaiden's Tale. Oh, yes. We are all kind of wondering, where is this going? Yes. Right? Yes. I don't think it's going to go that far, but is it in the realm of possibility? Yes. As is everything in the realm of possibility. Which everything is, is in piece right? of awakening, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And what's happening right now is an extremism, right? That's- That's right. Very, very deep extremism stemming a lot from people who claim to be very religious, but Uh there's no religion in what they're doing. There's no religion in hate. You cannot say one thing and then go hate other people. We need to bring back those bracelets from the 90s. Like what would Jesus do? Right. Right. What would God do? God would not hate another person. God would not own them, right? right. God would not think that some people can get married and some people can't. All of us are equal. And we have to remember on the other side, your soul, your soul is genderless. Your soul as its core is not male or female. The spiritual, eternal being having a human experience. And I think, to your point, the reason extremism has been born is because humankind is more attached to being human than ever before in history. It used to be, my loves who are listening, it used to be normalized. Mysticism was normalized in ancient times. They had reverence and regard for, quote unquote, the other side, the spirit realm, heaven, call it everything, it is everything. Then now everyone's so attached to their body, to their mind, mainly their mind, but definitely their body, and think this this is it. This is it. And honestly, what human gets to decide who gets to get married, who gets to be, you know, punished, who gets to struggle, who gets to not? And I have said this many, many times, but we have built systems that are keeping people trapped in fear and scarcity, rooted in a lot of these religions. Because when you keep people trapped in fear and scarcity, you can control them. Right, right. And so that's where the birth of the priestess is coming in. It's where the birth of the priest and the priestess within the spiritual community, which is what you're seeing. And that's not going away. So many people over on Instagram are like, this is just a fad. This is not a fad. You see that people are stepping away from Christianity and stepping away from Catholicism and stepping away from religion. It doesn't mean that human beings no longer have a need for spirituality. Spirituality is one of the four core parts of your foundation of who you are. Emotional, physical, spiritual. There's one other that I can't remember right now. And if we remember that we are going to go through a karmic life review and we do try and live our lives in a way that limits our karma. That's right. I think that's the direction that we have to go. I am not a diplomat. I am not a diplo- like diploma, but you are. You're more of a diplomatic person. And that's what they're saying for you is you have to understand diplomacy because that's what's needed to bridge 
Thank you. All of these different pieces, right? Science, politics, spirituality is all kind of in this realm where it's starting to merge. And we're going to need people who are going to help us go and turn in the right direction and to make this turn. And truly, what I do believe is that there are so many people out there who do want what's right, who are not extremists. I think the majority of people are not extremists. Right. But we're so scared by the bully right now. Yes. And nobody's standing up. And there's a lot within spirituality that's like, turn the other cheek. There is love and light. Yes. Yep. And just kind of just pray. And that's not what's needed either. We have to take action. And you're an actionable spiritual person who has to help us make this turn. It's like, imagine if the entire world is a car going in one direction at 80 miles an hour. And like all of the spiritual teachers are like little on the side of one wheel. And if there's enough of them, we can yank that wheel to the side and turn where we need to go. Yeah, I believe that's where we're headed. But what it takes is us not being scared of the bully. It takes us learning, growing ourselves. What you're doing is exactly what you're supposed to be doing. Where you are is exactly where you're supposed to be. Learning about your intuition, awakening to it, really getting good at it, listening to it, spending every day in a spiritual practice. Yes. Because if everybody was doing what they're here to do, that's when world peace is possible, my loves. It's yeah. that simple. This is something that I've been able to articulate after learning so much, and there's much more for me to learn, which is the reason we have violence, poverty, oppression, terrible things that happened in human history that I think the souls that are here now, including us, are here to transmute a lot of that pain. Yeah. The reason is because a lot of religions told people that they were separate and unworthy of God. And when you tell humans they are separate and unworthy of God, they further forget that they are a soul, a spiritual eternal being, a fractal of the divine source God, right? And then what they do is it perpetuates the inner war with the self. It magnifies the egoic consciousness. And then we do terrible things to other people. And it starts with ourselves. We treat ourselves terribly and then others and the karma to your point manifests. And for me, it's like when I was young in Catholic, you know, church and stuff, and I heard them say, for you are unworthy of God. I was like, wait, And I remember my little seven-year-old self being like, there's no way I'm unworthy of God. Aren't I God? Like, am I not a soul? And I remember hearing that over and over again in these church sessions and watching hundreds of people just bow down. Yes, I am unworthy of God. And I thought there is something very wrong here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and if you think about it, this is what they show me. There's three layers of conscious existence, Mm -hmm. three layers of how, and you know, we always think that we're born here and we just go to the other side afterwards, but here is the last place. 100%. Yes. Um, If you think about the layers, the first layer where our consciousness is, is all that is. That's what God really is. The energy of God is all that is. It's all consciousness. Mm -hmm. It's all energy everywhere. And there's a layer in between us and all that is, and that's heaven or the other side. When you go to heaven, I can't tell you how many loved ones on the other side have been like, there is alcohol over here. There is <laughs> sex over here. There is food over here. There is travel, anything. Yeah. You know, that faster over there. (laughs) Yes. Anything that you wanted to do here on earth and more is over there. Everything. Yep. And then here, and here is the only place where there is an egoic mind, where there is a lower vibration. Even like the spectrum of emotions we have to deal with. That's a unique aspect of this dimension, right? 
Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent how it all flows together. Well, and I think that we're going to discover just so much more, too, about the brain. Yeah. I've interviewed so many different scientists who have worked on this, and they will say the brain is absolutely not producing these spiritual experiences. However, there is a part that we have to understand where the brain is responsible for so much. And connects to the heart. I mean, there's that yeah. heart coherence, you know, and imagine, yeah. I love that you brought that up because it, the way I think about it, just to try to make it logical for people is like, if we anchor into our heart, which is what every spiritual practice will tell you to do, right? And I think people will hear that and they're like, what do you mean? Listen to my heart. Like, what does that mean? They don't get it. You know? And for me, it's like, the more I anchor into my heart, there's a million practices that we can link in the show notes and go follow Julie and dig into all her work. And she'll give you tons of tangible practices. But if you activate an anchor into your heart to your point daily in whatever spiritual practice you uniquely build for yourself, what happens is you start to, (laughs) the coherence between the brain to the heart, to the brain, it's like, Picture a dirty, unpaved road. All of a sudden, the road is paved between the two. And because I find myself, I'm able to pause more. I'm able to, when someone triggers me, I'm able to not just react like the warrior that I can be. Can you tell? And like, actually be like, hang on, let me, right? And that's a process I've almost noticed, like to your point, observing. I'm like, whoa, I'm very much living and making choices, Julie, from my heart now. So the brain is playing a role in that. That's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. Really yeah. powerful stuff. Yeah. Well, the last thing I want to ask you, and I just can't thank you enough for your time. You've spent longer with me than, than I promised you. So thank you so much for going a little bit longer. I'm like, I could just talk to you for days. They guided me to ask you, and I'm very curious about this personally, about being a mother and creating mm-hmm. your family. And the question I really have for you and feel free to just flow on this is, you know, that's my deepest desire. If you were to ask me what I deeply desire, it is enlightenment to create a family. Material achievement does zero for me, zero. And I know that they want me to be out there in a public way and I will do it for mother, father, God and the betterment of this planet. However, I would just like to, you know, hide in a cave with my family. But again, back to like my heart's deepest desires, it is to have my partner create our insane (laughs) partnership that is before us, create our family and really just continue on the path to enlightenment. And, And not to say I'm enlightened, but to just, I love it. I love this world. I love discovering what incredible people before me, long before me can teach me and what I can then pass on to people, right? So it's just like, that's my reason for wanting for fully anchoring into the spiritual path, quote unquote. But as a mother and as someone who has created a family with all these gifts and with everything that you're here to do in your purpose, talk to me about your experience with that and what you've learned in that and how you also have chosen to create your family and raise your kids and your daughter, like through the lens of all of this, if that makes sense. Yeah, there's so much there. Have you ever seen the movie Interstellar? No. Okay. I I must watch this. I know what you're talking about. I need to watch it. I never saw it. Interstellar and the movie Arrival are two of the most spiritual movies created like in the last 10 years. Okay. Got to watch them. Mm -hmm. Interstellar, when you watch it, I've probably literally watched this over a hundred times and every Uh time I get something new out of it. This is for everybody who's listening right now. A lot of times our egos still come in as we're practicing spirituality. Oh, yeah. <laughs> even as we're spiritual teachers. Yes. And the biggest piece that's come in for me is this humble knowing yeah. that my piece, part in this world, the part that I'm doing is just one little teeny tiny piece and the baton I am actually handing to my daughter. So I have a 11 year old little girl Hmm. and she came in with a force and was born with a syndrome and has taught me so much from day one. 
I knew that she was bringing things to me. Like with her arrival came this doorway that opened and she has just been subconsciously or through her little life, you know, teaching me tons. And it's for me to learn and catch up so that I can pass the baton to her when I pass or when I get older for her to take my work and run with it in the way that she wants to go, not in the way that I want her to go, because that's part of it. Getting out of the next generation's way to completely use their intuition to go in the way that they need to go. So we moved into a new house last summer and my daughter came to me the very first night that we were here and she goes, mom, there's a woman here. And I go, I know. What does she look like? And she described her and I said, she's not mean. She wanted us to be in this house. And she goes, I know. I just wanted you to know there's a woman here. And she was describing, she couldn't have known this, but the mother who lived in our house before we moved in passed away from cancer. And she described exactly what this woman looked like to a T. Oh, my God. And I had seen this woman with my dad on the other side. They knew this was our house. This was, and they worked together. That is magical. Wow. Yes. But I'm actually starting a kid's podcast called Intuitive Kids. (gasps) Oh, my God. That is amazing. Mm -hmm. Oh, I will support. Let me know anything you need. I seriously, I think this is like the next level to start working on like reparenting tactics and the children we're bringing through our next level, like next level. And they're all old souls, you know, they're very intuitive and gifted, quote unquote. So what spirit was saying is that there's so many parenting podcasts. We don't need one more for parents. We need a podcast talking directly to kids. And so this is like... You know, spiritual church of, of yes. you know, Julie Priestess. This is spiritual, you know, podcast for kids. Like, what do you call that? Like a spiritual Sunday school, right? Sure. Absolutely. Um, and so we're starting that January 1st because oh my God. it was like everything I wanted to be able to tell my daughter, I just started to put in the like a podcast format. But we're just so excited about that because you're right. It's empowering this next generation and not when they get into their 20s, no. when they're seven, when they're eight, when they're 10. Their subconscious they is forming for this life and this body. Yes. Yeah. Help them through middle school, help them through high school, right? Help them through college because I don't care where you are or what you're doing. If you're in your twenties, thirties or forties or fifties or sixties right now, none of it is going to fix this planet. None of us, one alone is going to solve all the issues. What Spirit has been saying is that it is us collectively working together. That is the only thing that is going to get us where we need to be. And these kids are a really big part of that. Welcome to the Aquarian age, my friend. You <laughs> came out of the Capricorn age. Capricorn is the goat going up the mountain saying, what's in it for me and me alone? Big yeah. government, leadership. There's a beautiful elements of Capricorn. It's the divine father. Fine. However, we are in the age of Aquarius as of December, 2020. And what that means is we have moved from what's in it for me to a period of what's in it for me and the other. Yeah. And this is the game changer. And when I, when I say statements like, this is the call from the divine, this is what planet earth is asking us to do. That's what I'm talking about. My loves, this isn't Lauren making this up. We moved into the Aquarius age, which by the way, ancient tribes predicted were going to happen in the exact time it happened. I mean, the wisdom on this planet, it takes my breath away. Okay. And the point is, For me, I just said this on a recent podcast where it's like, I am only interested, Julie, in funding and creating events or conversations where people from all backgrounds can come together and sit beside one another and actually look at solutions and a go forward plan for the betterment of this world. Yeah. And I know there's been a lot of sacred rage that has been brought up in in recent years, and I honor all of it. I have 
a lot of rape, like clearly, you know, like I, and that's part of, I think priestess energy too, is feeling safe enough to be expressive and not always being love and light, you know? But for me, it's like, I have so many ideas of what we could do. One of the things that I think would profoundly shift America is if we did a national apology to the indigenous and African-American communities for the atrocities that were committed against those communities of the past, right? We weren't alive at that time. However, well, maybe we were in another body, but the point is like, we haven't even apologized. Marianne Williamson is the one who came up with this idea in her book, Illuminated Illuminated Prayers. I forget the book, but like when I read, she gave the example, Julie, of the Polish president and I think I'm, I hope I don't screw this up. The Polish president apologizing to the Polish people for what happened during World War II and the concentration camps and all of that. And, and the Polish president at the time, this is in the 90s, invited the German president to have this ceremony. And what Marianne was trying to say was that alone kicked off a cycle of healing that that country, they needed that. And it made me realize, and when you said I'm a diplomat, I was like, oh, damn, that's how I feel. Because I was like, I'm going to literally write a letter to whoever I got to figure out how to get it there and be like, we need to do this in America. And I know what that's going to do. I know why they avoid doing it. The egoic consciousness says there will be protests, there will be fights, there will be guns if someone does that. However, we have not even acknowledged what went down. We have not even recognized the pain that the lineages after have experienced, right? And it's like, it's time, you know? So even that alone is bringing a spiritual practice where you're like in ceremony and you're you're praying for one another and you're apologizing or whatever it is, right? And that's to me, the jumping off point to actually starting to like make more tangible solutions, right? But when I read that, I was like, wow, we haven't even done that yet. And what would it look like in a world where we we just did that? You know, and there's many other people to do that for, right? But I just, that's what I feel called to speak about and try to figure out how to, how we could do it, you know? <laughs> so I've been working on my anti-racist journey and like unpacking different things within myself and really taking a step back from, yes, because I feel like I'm a leader in so many different areas of my life, but yeah. I can't lead in that area, right? Like I have to step back and sure. follow and ask more student. questions. Student. Yeah. Once again, we're all a student in different right. ways. Yeah. What, what yeah. does the Black community want? What does the Indigenous community want? Yeah. And then follow their lead of what it is that they want. Well said. Beautiful. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm so honored and grateful to have you on the podcast today. Thank you endlessly for the work you have done and are doing in this world because the ripples that you've created, I mean, I feel it. And I just met you today. Like I'm, and it, it inspires me to keep going in my own mission and my own path, you know, no matter what anyone says. <laughs> and also, I just want to honor and thank you for the way you're choosing to live your life and the way you're choosing to raise your daughter and move through your own life, because it does start with like how we're living and embodying this work before we can step into like teacher, you know? And so I just honor you for that and for everything you dropped today and the extra time you spent with me. I'm, I'm really so moved by you, Julie, and I can't wait to connect with you deeper personally. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for today. Oh, of course. And thank you so much for all the work that you do for this world. It's a not an easy task to put together a podcast and keep it going, but you have a beautiful one that you've put out to the world. Thank you, my love. Oh, that means so much coming from you. I would love for you to let people know everything you have going on and we are going to plug and link everything. Oh, <laughs> so, thank you. Yeah. So please let everyone know all the things, how they can connect with you, how they can work with you, anything you've created that they can take courses, whatever. Please, yeah. please let everyone know all the things. Oh, thank you so much. So for people who are spiritually awakening, we have an angel membership that links to all of my past content, hundreds of hours of courses and workshops and healings and guest faculty. I have my angel Reiki school, which teaches you how to develop all of your spiritual guests, put them together, start your own business. I give you the roadmap to start a six-figure healing business. And then I've got 
personal sessions that I do or my book. The podcast and book are both called Angels and Awakening. And you can find me at theangelmedium.com or at Angel Podcast on social. I cannot wait for everyone to discover all your work. And I can't wait to connect with you deeper. Thank you endlessly, my love, for being here and all the wisdom you bestowed onto everyone listening. May abundance and love continue to pour into your life, truly. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to House of Low today. I encourage you to keep going. Who you're becoming is on the horizon and who you are today is a gift. Never lose sight that you are worthy of all that you deeply desire. Love, love.